Been moving differently, yeah. Feel like I've been through it all, yeah. Most of y'all bitches are hard, yeah. Some shit you wouldn't be bought, yeah. Had to learn to stop it. I ain't had no one to try, yeah. I can't do nothing with y'all, yeah. I'm on a mission, Ain't shit new. I move like I've been here before, yeah. Do what you don't, I be doing the most. Uh. I ain't fit no portion. Keep moving messy, ambition, my gosh, yeah. I move like I've been here before, yeah. Do what you don't, I be doing the most. Uh. I ain't fit no Porsche, keep moving messy and bitch, I'm a gosh. I don't move like I'm new here, feel like a resident. It's like I grew up here, I'm getting settled in. Wherever I'm stepping, bitch, I don't feel out of my element. Ain't shit new, I move like I've been here before. You see what I'm on, I'ma get with them all. Them bitch and my ghost, if a chick moving messy, I leave it alone. Just like the wedding, yeah. I call her Dasani, she got that water tsunami, yeah. Pull up to your BMs, you lie but defy me. I tried told you, I'm primal, I'm grimy. When it come to Punani, it's more in money. Might slide with your side piece beside me, don't try me, yeah. Suicide if you try me, ho, you got a posse, the ID, the body. Cause shit can get lively, we still moving tribal like this shit in the 90s, yeah. Gotta remind me, no, we on that hockey. Yeah. Ain't shit new. I move like I've been here before. Yeah, I do what you don't. I be doing the most. Uh, I ain't fit no Porsche. Keep moving messy and bitch. I'm a gosh. Yeah. All right. Welcome back, Corey. You're a regular old podcast veteran now after your first yeah, one. Still not a veteran. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this part two started. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to just read the stuff that is cool to be public about. But um, I, I talked about one of the moments in the previous podcast, which we'll talk about later, but I was like, I need to clarify something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were discussing, you know, how we did on the podcast in private. And then I did say we could do a sextraterrestrial part two <laughs> and talk about different ways of structuring relationships to avoid jealousy and any other negative vibes or feelings and clarify slash critique ourselves and each other from part one, if you wanted. <laughs> and you said we could do our own podcast part two without the books, and that would be great to talk about different ways to avoid jealousy, negative vibes, and structure of relationships and especially clarify and critique ourselves. As I was told, it looked like we were arguing a bit with one another. We did. It did look like that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And I said, that would be awesome. Um, And then one part from here that I I think we can kind of just take off from is I was saying, I don't feel like exclusive, like making yourself exclusive all the way to the point of monogamy is really like natural or or like good for or healthy for like the human biology the human being Mm -hmm. but there does need to be balance and I don't think it should be a free-for-all I do think that guardrails are necessary and that there is a balance to be struck Um, and I think the way I worded it or the way I worded it when I was talking to you is there needs to be a balance a community of good people who love sharing everything is the balance not a global community because that's not exclusive and people tend to behave worse the more anonymous their actions are so what we're aiming for is a tight-knit community of high quality people um he mentioned uh like swingers and i actually think that yeah Um, like that's that's kind of like i think the only way it can kind of really work 
coming out of <clears throat> the current structure that we're in mm -hmm. as a way to avoid jealousy because it's kind of like a one-to-one -one, like a trade-off you know so it's not like one person doesn't feel like they're getting burnt you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you could have a community of swingers but like on any given night it's just like you know trading with one other couple so yeah. it's still kind of like rooted in monogamy because there's still like a pair bonding going on, but it allows for us to be who we are sexually and still get like a, an emotional companionship as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but my thing is that I don't think you could really resonate with somebody. Um, if you do that type of a lifestyle um, and then, you know, I have a big issue with trust and lying that also comes into play. So, I mean, well, that's why know. honesty has to be like, well, yeah, but I mean, you have to, one. you cannot just, I don't know. I, I had a lot, I had two people review what we went over and, and they had completely different uh, um, opinions about stuff. Um, you know, the pros and the cons of things. Um, but yeah, trust is a big, big thing. I mean, if, if you're going to be, say you're a swinger, I mean, you have to trust somebody before you even engage in a relationship. You don't know their background. You don't know where they're coming from. Um, you would have to definitely vet somebody out, vet people out before that even occurred. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I mean, you could have some psychopath that you sleep with. And murder you it's just it's just you would definitely have to to get to know these people before you would just even contemplate doing something like that um but i did do you know i i did talk to two different people and they had two different what was their what was their takes um <laughs> one really thought that you know you definitely need um trust in relationships um you, you know you you have to spend time with people before you really can can trust them and, and feel comfortable with them and know that they're, you know, genuine people. Um, and then the fact that, you know, even if you're exclusive with, I wouldn't say exclusive, but if you are, you know, exclusive with somebody and you're in that type of a environment or lifestyle, you're in that type of a lifestyle, um, there would also be jealousy. I don't care what anybody says, there's still be jealousy about you spending your time with somebody else. And then the person that you're almost, I don't know how to say, I don't, I don't really want to, if you're in that type of lifestyle, you're not really exclusive with somebody, you're emotionally attached to somebody more than you are doing the swinger type thing. Um, but then that person not trusting the person that you're with, not knowing them, you know what I mean? Because you want to take care of the person that you're you're emotionally with, um, but you don't want them to be. You kind of want to know who they're with. You want to you want to also understand who they're with, and and not just some stranger. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit ago, or mm -hmm. later on. I think maybe it was yesterday when I was feeling well. But um, yeah, I mean, you can elaborate a little bit more on it. But I mean. There was a lot of um, a lot of thing about you know the the connection is is stronger 
with somebody else than other people. Um, I know in the swinger community, the connections well, I also, I people think are very I think uh, part liberal of having I think part of having sex is to strengthen the connections, though. Yeah, but you don't in, want to strengthen, in a given community. You have to strengthen the connection with. You can't just be connected to a thousand, you know, one hundred and fifty minus people. You have to have at least one person there that that you're connected with. What do you mean? Like emotionally, you have to have one person that you're connected with. That, that's like a companion. Yes. But that doesn't so somebody mean you that you have... you rather. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to talk about it. Um, I mean, she had said everyone is jealous when you're giving your love to somebody else and not yourself. Pretty much, the jealousy aspect comes in there. So, okay, say if I'm with somebody else, you you don't know them, right? You would kind of get a little bit jealous you kind of get a little bit concerned because you don't know the person but i'm i'm not saying i i agree i actually agree with that i'm not talking about that situation though i'm talking about a situation where you do know them and you okay. are okay with them but okay yeah but anyways you said you aren't gonna put me in the hot seat so I didn't say that. I said I wasn't going to be mean. And that is what, so to get to that, I did feel mm -hmm. when I went to critique both of us um, and I watched it like with that, like more of a discerning eye, I did feel like I was a little harsh on you. And I do think overall you did a great job and it was your first podcast ever. Mm -hmm. And so there's that. Um so that would be my main criticism of myself overall. Um, but then there was one part, if you're ready to go ahead and, and discuss that part that I wanted to, to clarify specifically. Are you ready for that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we're going to go for it. Is. So basically, he says, just be real with yourself and everything will fall into place. So I'd take that anyway. Um, but he doesn't really offer any solutions or proposed ways that we should, you know, social structures regarding, uh, you know, sexual relationships or, or this, this whole, you know, tribal, uh, communal, you know, parenting or uh, he offers, you know, a lot of evidence for what it, what it has been in the past and what's worked for us as a species. Um, but he doesn't really make any suggestions or present any solutions. What do you think? He shouldn't have to make any suggestions or solutions. We should, you know, like organically live our life the way that we want to live it. No, I know. But I'm saying, what are, what are your solutions personally? What do you mean, what are my solutions personally? Like, of course, like we can't make recommendations to others. And he's not making recommendations to others. But like, what are you going to do with this information? What are you gonna do with it? Um, I wasn't ready for that. You flipped the script on me. Sex with a lot of different women, and then yeah. I had a horrible okay. answer. <laughs> so, I didn't like my answer there. Um, 
it was kind of tongue in cheek and it was kind of like as I told you I think it was more of like me exaggerating that I'm never going to make myself exclusive um Mm -hmm. but there's a balance there like I represent the balancing act and I, I feel like like there is a balance to everything and so like in that in that regard it was me first of all it was a little bit of a joke and a little bit of tongue-in-cheek and I probably like by that point in the podcast I think the alcohol was hitting me a little harder than I than I wish it had been (laughs) but um it you know I still like I still have discernment and I still feel like I only want to be like have sex with or, or be intimate with people that I feel a connection with so it was more like I just want to have license to be intimate with anybody that I want to be intimate with but I'm still pretty picky actually like considering that I'm a dude I'm I would consider I would say I'm pretty picky like compared to other dudes um but that's just me that's uh, that's just my clarification in that in that regard like I I'm not like out here trying to just have sex with anything with two legs sort of thing like I'm yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty discerning in that regard but yeah. I'm still not gonna like limit myself or exclude myself when those few moments happen where I'm like, I really want to be with this person. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, there's for me, there's that trusting. I can't trust somebody on the first date. I can't. Um, I gotta. I have to get to know them a little bit more than just because in the past I've I've had some pretty bad experiences. Um, and and also, you know, you're, you're you can cut this out if you want, but the podcast that you had the other day with Aaron, he was talking about boundaries, setting boundaries with people, um, and also in the professional world, you have to to be fake. You have to be, you know, there's deception, um, especially when you you're you're meeting somebody for the first time. You don't you don't know them. You know, you don't know their background. You don't know their family. You don't know their um, what they like, what they dislike that kind of thing. So that's one thing that I, I just can't get with somebody the first date type thing because I have a trust issue. That's not really what I'm talking about either. I know, but I, okay, clarify then. I'm just saying in the instance where I do like, okay, say I have like hung out the person multiple times and, and I do still want to be intimate with them but I have a, like a main companion. Like I'm not okay, going to, okay. you see what I'm saying? Yep. Cause it's not, yep. it's, it's fucking rare that that happens. So like, mm-hmm. I just feel like I should act on that intuition and it, don't get me wrong. That intuition needs to have discernment and it can't be like the youthful, like lustful, like, Oh my God, you know, like every pretty girl is somebody I want to be with. Like there does need to be a, a certain level of connection what that level of connection is, I think is like unique to every individual person and every individual relationship. Well, it depends on their background too and, and how they... Yeah. Yeah, it definitely depends how they see the background world. And how things happened in your life, you know, in the past, in your past, in your life, sometimes you get burnt. I mean, I, I've, I've been with narcissists for years, you know, and it's one thing that I don't trust. I, I have a really bad time trusting people because... You know, for six years, I lived with somebody, was married to him for six years. And then after those six years went by, he turned into a narcissist and alcoholic. And it was like, wow, you know, I, I never saw that, that part of him, you know, and it wasn't because of me, but it was like, okay, well, he's had this all along. He was raised that way, you know, and finally that, that came out in him 
and I, I really shouldn't be talking about them, but I mean, it's just one of the things that's that's my trust issue with people because you think you know them, you know, and then I, I mean, I had, I'm not going to like tell the full details, but I got the first time I ever got really, really burned. It was my own father, you know, and it was like <sighs> quite yeah. the burn, you know, magnitude yeah. high. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to go into details, but yeah, I just like brought up my ex. You can please edit that but, out. No, but it, I can say that it, it was somebody that I was with. Um, I'm probably not going to edit it out unless you like tell me specifically like from minute to I've minute. Only been I'll send months, you the file so. and then you tell me like cut this section out. You know, well, so I like six thirty one to six forty two or something. <laughs> yeah. But but no, I, the what I, I let me finish the point about trust before you move on. I have reached a point because I just don't trust anybody that it's like, it's not that you don't, it's not that you don't trust anybody ever. It's that you trust your own intuition about people in any given situation. Cause you can trust somebody in one situation and not the other, the same freaking person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you have to trust yourself to make the right decision in any given moment. And that's what trust is about is trusting your gut, trusting your intuition and Again, like, I think the word intuition is a little, people just think of it as like, kind of this, I don't know, they don't have a very discerned view of intuition. Intuition is, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it, because it's just beyond description in a lot of ways. But there is you, you, the more experience you have at using your intuition, the better it gets, and the sharper it gets. Um, and, and a, I think intuition and trust are go hand in hand because the only real trust is trust in yourself to make the right decision, you know, because every time I've been burnt, even when it was like people really close to me, like my dad, there was something inside of me that knew not to go along with that, you know, and I did anyway, because I was supposed to, it was the family thing to do, or that was my dad or, you know, other, other times, you know, with, with, other people that I'm, you know, I don't really don't, shouldn't get into, but just like every time I've gotten burnt, it was really me burning myself by not listening to that true intuition. The one that's like being real with you, you know what I mean? Your heart, your gut, your soul, you can feel it. It's hard to explain, but you can feel it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been there before where you can, you can feel the negativity. Sometimes you can definitely feel the negativity. Sometimes you can definitely feel the um connection. You can feel completely safe around somebody um yeah I believe in that I do um I was kind of uh, you were probably raised in a, a family that was conservative I was raised in a family that was very liberal um and well so I'll, I'll give my parents credit in saying that they were relatively non-political but yes they were both raised in very conservative families so that bled through yeah. Um, but they weren't explicitly political either way, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their actions would suggest they were very liberal, honestly. Uh, but I think they probably did vote Republican. Who knows? They, just because their, their family did, who knows? Yeah. Or they yeah. might've just not voted. I don't even, they didn't, they didn't talk about voting. That's, they were those kind of people. <laughs> you don't talk about voting. And, and, you know, when you first go out on dates with people and stuff, you, you try to impress them. So it's not your true self. You know, you're trying to impress somebody. You're trying to 
to make them want to like you. Um, rejection's always there, that that rejection part. And, and of course you blame yourself. I don't know, I blame myself when I'm rejected. Um, but yeah, there's also that thing where it's not, when you first meet somebody, it's not, it's not real. You know, it, it's not their- Chris Rock has feels. a bit. Yeah, Chris what? Rock, Chris Rock has a bit about that. He has a comedy bit. He's like, when you first meet somebody, you're not meeting them. You're meeting yeah. a representative. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's when you try to impress, it's hard to, it's seriously hard to see somebody's art because they're they're trying to impress you. They're trying to um, be the- But you can get good at seeing through that shit though. And sometimes they're legit, but you can see that they're just faking it because they have sometimes to. You can't. You know sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're really good. Um, I yeah, you can be better and worse at faking it, just like you can be better and worse at reading how fake they are. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, there's some people that are, are very manipulative. Um, people that are like narcissists. They're Tell very me good. about it. They're very good at <laughs> the narcissists. Are very good. At, you know you know the the, the I don't like the word narcissist the well I because because it's used by narcissists to project onto people like me that are just like very confident in themselves and they'll try to bring people like me down because I'm like trying to actually show love first, to people at first they will they will trust me at first they have that silver tongue they're so sweet and so kind and they do things that are just like wow you know he's opening the door for me he's doing this for me you know he's a great guy and then once they know that they have you, then that's when the, they turn and you can see the narcissism and that's, that's, I've, I've experienced it plenty of times. So, um, yeah, but then, you know, um, I think it's a little, I think the art of a female narcissist might be a little different though. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. But I don't, I don't know any It's hard to even explain because it's like a female narcissist is like reading you. So it's different depending on who they're manipulating, you know? Yeah, but I, I don't, it's hard to, to, if you, if you don't, I don't know any female narcissists that I've, I've been around. So I don't know how that would work. I mean, you might've, I don't, I don't know anybody that's a narcissist except men that I've been with that are narcissistic. Trust me, everybody. I've read all the books <laughs> um, on narcissism and stuff like that. And and it's just some of the stuff. I mean, I was. What is the define, define narcissist though? There's somebody that brings you down. They, they. Um, okay. They now that that's bad. See, because no, okay, that, I, but the no, thing is with good. narcissism, they are very verbal. They're verbal. It's verbal abuse. It's making you feel like you're the issue, not them they're perfect you're perfect you know um so it makes them feel like okay you're perfect but the issue with our relationship is you and they make you believe that just because the way they they play the the game the narcissist game with your mind everything so it's one of those things where it's like okay well what am i doing wrong and then you know they put the blame on you and then you kind of believe the lie because no, that's a good they, point that's I mean, a good that's a good they can discernment manipulate your entire mind your body your soul they they can they know how to manipulate you they know who the person they know who you are you know you're you're with somebody for a couple of years they kind of figure you out they know what your triggers are and stuff like that so they use that to to manipulate you so that's that's a narcissistic male for you 
I mean, at least for me, that's that's one of the things that that's why I going back to the trust issue. I don't trust people unless I get to know them more and I spend more time with them and they get to see exactly who they are. So right. that's yeah. Yeah, um, I still don't like that. I still don't like that definition of narcissist fully. I liked the part where you said bringing other people down. Um, they know how to do that. They know how to put it into your mind that it's your fault. You know, you know, they know how to say, okay, they know how to manipulate to the point where you're like, okay, well, I'm the fuck up. I'm ruining the relationship. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But isn't, but isn't there, aren't there some people out there who are just willing to play the victim and we'll call good people narcissists just because they're not willing to make themselves better? Why would they make themselves better if they were being played by a narcissist? Can you clarify what you're, what you're talking about? I think there's, I think there's people that will call good people, will, will use the term narcissist to throw good people, to make a good person sound like a bad person when oh, they're yeah. not doing anything they're literally like being a a, a a parasite on this person's life this person is just trying to do good for everybody for their family for themselves and the victim is playing victim and calling the person who is providing for them a narcissist just because they're not like getting everything they want like i don't i can see that i can see that but i mean i've never been in that position before so well that's why i like the term narcissist needs to be broken down a little bit because it's like i've been called a narcissist but i never put other people down it's all for me it's all like i am great and i'm never gonna let anybody else say otherwise or or believe like you can believe otherwise but you're wrong like i'm the shit period like it's just what it is but everybody is like we're fucking children of God. We're light. We're fucking co constellations. We're stardust. Like the fact that we're alive makes all of us the fucking shit. We're all unique. And so I'm not trying to bring anybody else down. I want everybody to feel as good as I feel about myself. Yeah, is that narcissistic? Comes off of no, it comes off of it. It's arrogant though. It's <laughs> not narcissistic. As long as it's not narcissistic. Because I don't, you can call it arrogant. It's not even really arrogant though. Maybe it is cocky, but well, I mean, sometimes I it arrogant. comes off as cocky, cocky and arrogant. Yeah, it, it will, that's sometimes even to me, that's, arrogant. That's, that's not again, as bad we're, as maybe we're just playing semantics or word games now, but even to me, arrogant is like words get in the way. Think, thinking that you're better than other people. And I don't, I don't feel that way. So I don't think I wouldn't call myself arrogant if, if like d defining these words is important because yes, I think very fucking highly of myself. I am. I am one with God, you know what I mean? But everybody is, and I wish everybody could see that in themselves. And I, that's, it's a, we live a an amazing life, you know what I mean? Well, I mean the you, fact that you, existence you, exists is beautiful. Yeah. And I just wish everybody could see it that way and could see themselves as beautiful. It's and hard though when you're around people that don't see it that way. Right? I mean, so, I've got certain people that do way. make it more so, difficult. So they the definitely vibe, drain your life can... force. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking energy vampires out here. That's real. I mean, I've I've lost friends over the couple of years just because of the way I, the way I was. I, you know, I've, I've definitely changed in the past twenty some years um, from who I was. But you know, along the way, you lose friends because they're like, okay, well, you're not you're not with my vibe you're not you don't you know you're not with 
you don't you don't believe in what I believe in so whatever you know it, it's just but when you're with people there's there's also another thing where it's like when you're with people sometimes people can make you very calm like you know that's why I've got two best friends that really calm me down you know when I'm with them it's like um my one friend called me up today I haven't talked to her for half a year called me up and then we just picked up or you know left off and everything and then there's other people that you know you don't talk to and they call you up and it's just like strange it's just you just feel on edge and disassociated very disassociated um I had that happen a couple of weeks ago and it was just weird you know it's like she brought up my past and hey you know um so and so is doing really well he burned half the house down and it's like you know I don't I don't want to hear that I don't I don't care about that you know anymore it's like they just kind of bring up emotional poison I guess you know trying to feed it back into you and it's just I that's why I've lost a lot of friends because they were very dramatic um I don't know they just didn't see that after my viewpoint started changing after the couple of years it's it's really different than what I used to be so um, I have lost a lot of friends that way. I, I wouldn't even call them friends, acquaintances, you know, that kind of thing. But, but um, yeah, I mean, just being, I don't know, today in age, it seems like not having an exclusive relationship with somebody is strange. Um, I know there's a community down the road from where I live that is a swinging community and there's people even on our next door type thing facebook community or whatever they have their own little community down the road from us and they're swingers and they're always talking about like the people that aren't like i don't know it's just it's strange it's just not i don't know but um yeah i didn't get two different viewpoints like i said from people um Let's see, I did write them down. Like, okay, in the swinger community, you have a connection stronger than the other people that you're with. That's also, that's, that's also what he told me is that's how you know that person is meant for you, pretty much. So in the swinger community, you can... Um, I mean, they have fun, but the first thing they do is they do get to know one another and, but there's always that one person that they are more emotionally connected to. Is that, if that makes sense to you? Yeah. Like there's their if main companion. There's a main companion and then there's the, the other, you know, <clears throat> we call them the others, um, and that's what she said, you know, she called on the others and she's a swinger. That's kind of weird. Well, they call on the others, but she does have a main companion that she lives with, she loves. Um, they spend time more time together with each other, but when they do have these swinging parties that, you know, they call on the others. Um, but they all do get together. And um That's so weird. I like why do you need a name? Like, why do you have to group them like that? I don't get that part, but okay. It's just a label thing. I don't know. That's just the way they are in that community down the road. They're just, I mean, that it is what I've it met is. this woman before and I never knew it, you know? And, and so, you know, she was 
she was talking to me. Um, I can't tell you who she is, <laughs> but um, yeah, she was telling me all about it, you know, and, and how it works and everything else and um, how like, you know, she does have a, she's not married, um, but she has a life partner. That's what she calls them. So it's, you know, everybody has their own, I don't know. My issue is, is trust. I you seem nervous. Are you nervous? I'm not feeling that great still. So okay. I'm okay. All right. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, it's nervous talking about something that you're not, you don't fully understand. Oh, I'm, I'm there, but actually I'm there in the sense that I don't understand it, but also for me, that's like my favorite place to be. Cause I'm a philosopher and like, I'm always trying to push the edge of reality. And so like uncomfortable topics are actually what make me like, that's what excites me. It like brings me to life, you know, it's like, it's like a drug of its own, you know? Yeah. Exploring. Yeah, it's, it's very radical we, topics. We went but I'm over there in the, that I'm, yeah. you know, and that I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> when we were talking about sex at dawn, it was very, um, very taboo. It was one of those subjects which For I sure. had a very hard time discussing because of what Which is why I wanted to emphasize that I think you actually did a great job. And I was being a little harsh and a little hard on you at times. <laughs> throughout the conversation but it's a super taboo topic a super challenging topic and overall I think you did great um there were like a couple of things like you you did seem nervous uh but that's normal given that you'd never done a podcast before um yeah and I know that and, it's you know my thought is that, okay I'm just talking to you I can just talk to you and be relaxed right we can talk to each other but knowing that this is going out to everybody <laughs> it, it does make yeah. you a little nervous you know um, for sure especially yeah. the first time you do it yeah yeah 100% yep so I just had a few notes um one was I still didn't fully understand what you meant when you said the start of the book was ritualistic like I didn't see anything about the book that was ritualistic it was kind of like a I shouldn't have it said kinda, it was ritualistic. Kinda, yeah, ritualistic I, I could have said I should have said that it was kind of like beating it wasn't beating around the bush. It was more like there was evidence, right, from one person. And then there was evidence from another person. But it was kind of like the same evidence throughout the first chap first first part of the book. Yeah, I mean, right. he's building a case. There's a bunch of people he's that are building a case. And there's it's a, different... a taboo topic. So you have to kind of like build a case, especially against the, but, the, you know, the more thing is, like scientific the types that are going to argue against him he didn't build the case of people that that were against what he believed in this guy it seemed like he him and the other author wrote the book just about why there's polygamy there is no case all. there was no case in there that 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 said monogamy was good no case well is there any evidence for that who knows? There could be, but they didn't add it to the book. There's really not. The book was There's... very one-sided to me. Mm. No. I mean, if you go on podcasts, you can. They, there's people that actually argue against against this stuff. Oh no, I know. That's what I've done the last couple of days since I did the podcast is listen yeah. to people arguing against it, and they all sound like morons, honestly. Well, I mean, if that's your belief, it depends on everybody has their own opinion, you know, 
But the thing was the thing that I had the issue with was that they didn't add the other side of the story. It was just mainly their side of the story in this book. What's the other side of the story? The other side of the story is the the they didn't look at the 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 pros they didn't look at the pros and cons, right? The pros were about that's what I thought. That's what I thought about it. You can disagree. It's fine. I I'm not going to agree with you, though. <laughs> but yeah, you can disagree about that. It's fine. So. I definitely do. Okay. That's fine. That's, that's totally fine. I just don't. I, I think when you have a certain case of, okay, this is what we're talking about, you got to look at both sides of the story. You can't just look at one side of the story. He did a great job of looking at both sides. I just don't. I didn't see that. So, I mean, yeah, he explained both sides, right? But there was no, it was mainly his point of view that drove the book. So. Followed by a ton of evidence to support his view. Yeah. There is there no, no evidence to support the opposing view. But there should have been. There's got to be, there's, there no, is, there, there's there really little, there's a though. little bit, there is a little bit of evidence that can support. No, forged yes, evidence. There, yeah, and like based in like faulty statistics, there's no real evidence to well, support Well, you can tell, he can ex explain social... like why people think the other, the other direction, you know? He could explain that too, but. He did. I don't want to argue with you. We're not arguing. I don't want to argue with you right now. He talked about the agricultural revolution being the key to Downfall. the reason. Well, it's the reason why monogamy began to make sense for people, but yeah. it didn't make it didn't make humans. It was the downfall of human society on you know on a community level. Yeah, I don't think we can. I mean, we we talked an hour, almost two hours about the book, so. Um... What else did you want to clarify besides the book? Were there other? Well, I just want, I already clarified what I wanted to clarify for the most part. Um, I mean, I thought we were going to talk about like how to structure a relationship without jealousy mm. or negative vibes. Okay. Were you going to start that? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. No, your turn. You're not going to oh, just flip it on me every every time there's a hard question. Well, you're the one that's the podcaster. I'm the novice. Well, this one's for you. You're going to put me in the hot seat again, okay. Um, I mean, how can, how can you not get jealous when you're, you're, you're with somebody and you're giving your love to somebody else? Um, you don't know that other person that your significant other, whatever label they call them, is with right so say if i'm with somebody else and i'm giving my love to somebody else but you don't know who he is he could turn out to be abusive i mean when that what i mean how would you feel about that yeah i definitely feel better if it was somebody i knew but what if it was somebody that you didn't know i mean you're make that's you're making a great point that's why I, I think these conversations that's where are important. Comes in. That's where worry comes in. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, he you talks about, about somebody, that in the book. But she's going out with somebody else and you don't know who the hell this he, guy he, is. He emphasizes that in the book. Like context is so crucial. Like you can't just do it randomly and anonymously. 
Like it does need to be done in a community of people who know each other. Too. You need to know. You, I mean, you if, if somebody asks you a question, you know, if you're in a relationship and somebody asks you a question about it, you got to be honest with them, you know? But I mean, say if I was going out with somebody else, you didn't know the guy, I had gotten to a predicament. Yeah, I, we agree on this. You, you keep bringing up the scenario that we've already agreed on. I'm talking about how to build a community without jealousy. And we still get to be with multiple people because the non the the being with the one. Then you would have to be with it like like in the book. Work. You would have to be with less than 150 people. Right? 100. This is what this is. This is good. We I want to build a positive conversation, not talk about the stuff that we agree doesn't work. I agree. So you, you would have to have at least that like I didn't know. I'm sure if I was somebody with, with somebody you didn't know, that would make you feel uncomfortable. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people we do know. I'm talking about people we do trust. I'm talking about how do we establish a community where that's not going to break down. Because you have to find people that have the, the same like-mindedness as you do. A hundred percent. Now we're getting somewhere, Corey. So it is hard to do. Hard I'm not do. saying it's easy. And it, it, that's well, now, why the conversations I mean, need the to be had. States, but this is not normal. You know, having... having a, of course a, it's not normal. But what is normal? Normal is... Uh, the but degradation of society find people that are like that you know there's more of there's more of us than you might think hundred percent I mean I know maybe one person now it's like that but I don't trust people I don't think a lot of us are as open as especially me <laughs> but as, as we are you know, the fact that you even did this yeah. podcast is another awesome thing. And the fact that you even have these conversations with me, I super appreciate because it's like, I'm not going to feel close to anybody unless I'm very far out. You know, you've known me long enough to know I'm pretty, pretty different, you know? Also, so like, a bit weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So I appreciate you so much for that. Just, just to throw that yeah. out there. Thanks. Yeah. So how do we like how do we how do we build this community? I don't know because I don't really in a way in in a way to minimize jealous feelings and like negativity and in general, you know, into like you would um, have to find like-minded people, which is really hard. Yeah, cultivate goodness and like positivity and sharingness. Yeah, you could call it that, but every (laughs) but isn't everything a cult though? isn't any group of people a cult at this point it's 2023 like everybody's so fucking political if you have any group of people that agree on any fucking idea outsiders will call it a cult yeah yeah so whatever call it a cult i don't give a shit like the church i was in yeah that was cult. um yeah i don't know it's just hard to find people that that at least in my circle that that part that part is i disagree it's not going to be that hard do you know a swinger do you know swingers um i know people that are probably open-minded to it but again it takes people like us that are willing to open up the conversation and then also like willing to talk about the nitty-gritty stuff that you're talking about like what are the mechanisms of filtering out people that we don't want what are those you know vetting and filtering processes um you know stuff that needs to be discussed it it takes it's definitely going to take time it definitely takes time to get to know 100 100 i've only known you for a while those are those are 
for sure. And I think those are things that don't need to be talked about on the podcast. I just want to leave it at that. Like those things are things that need to be talked about, you know, whether, you know, in private, but just for others that might in different states want to start something similar or whatever. Um, I do think, you know, you gotta like really get into the details and like make sure people feel comfortable with every, you know, everything. I don't know. I saw that issue with trust. I don't know if I can ever get past that. And like I said, you trust yourself. again, you got to trust yourself. My tribe that. is very small. I've got, like I said, I don't have tons of friends, probably like you do. I probably have like a good handful of friends. Um, But their lives are completely different than mine. They still, when I was talking to my friend today, she, she thought it was kind of crazy, going crazy, but um <laughs> that's okay and then my other friend was like well you do you you have a great time right and i said yes i'm having a wonderful time and she said well keep doing it you know she said keep having yeah. fun keep doing what you want to do she said don't live your life for somebody else you know and, and that's yes. one of the things, you know that's one exactly. of the things you said i said you know i can't make it next weekend and she said well i'm not gonna go you're not gonna go and i said well i don't want to feel bad because i'm not going she said well don't worry about it she's like i want you to have you know she sounds like a great friend. What do you want to do, huh? She sounds like a great friend. She's I like her, whoever that is. Wonderful. God, they're great. <laughs> I have a few great friends that are they're I've known them since middle school, elementary school. They're just God, they're they're perfect. They're perfect. So um they're definitely like my one friend got me this bracelet that says soul sister. We're definitely souls, definitely. Um, but that's beside the point, but yeah, it's, it's just hard to for me to trust people unless I've known them for a while. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. But and then also finding the time to be live that lifestyle, you know. So, I think you have to. I think when with the time thing, like you brought that up as well, it's like. Yeah, I mean, you gotta make. A, you have to have. Thing. You have to. You have to work. Right. You have to live your live your life on the side. Um you have to make time for yourself to be healthy. I mean, I like I like I work. You don't have to work. I mean, you have to you have to kind of have to make money somehow. For now, I have to for sure. But I'm saying, you know, there's always the chance that you meet up with uh a couple that are willing to swing with us that are millionaires, you know? <laughs> and own a bunch of land and like are willing to like, you know set us up to like farm their land or like farm their greenhouses and take care of their livestock or whatever. Yeah. But you did say that was a dream. I think. Hey, of course it's a dream. Of course it's a dream, yeah. but I'm just saying there's always networking, networking. And like, again, using sex as like a social bonding mechanism is, is something that can be done. Yeah. It could be done, but If it's a dream, how are you gonna live? Dream, but you can, but you can make dreams happen. You can, but okay, I guess that's what the what we're talking about, right? The dream. Yeah, you have to talk it out. You have to like create it, but then you also have to act on it. Actions are even more important than the words. But at the same time, if you don't know what what to act on, then your actions are kind of like muddled. You know, if you have if you have clarity which you kind of need to use the words at least with others that speak the same language as you to like arrive at that clarity and then act on that then the actions like have more effect you know yeah 
Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. No, you're good. Is there anything that just naturally comes to your mind right now as far as anything we've talked about? also like the pussy doctor thing that was also like kind of a joke um yeah but i could like i would totally do it with your blessing but i would still be like sending you a picture of each one like what do you think <laughs> <laughs> yay or nay or like yeah. what's the price? like how much how much do i charge this one here you go Corey. how much do i charge no, this one i don't know she's pretty ugly <laughs> oh, let's give her a discount <laughs> ugly, no no ugly would be a higher price well higher price but <laughs> i feel sorry for her so let's give her a little bit of a discount here first timer first timer she discount. one leg oh, oh my god no that's a pass that's a nay maybe five percent discount for that one all right i like your i like your humor i love it yeah no you would definitely have to be try to find like-minded people i mean you would probably put something up on instagram or facebook and you have tons of people coming to you you know being like oh yeah yeah so what's the vetting process there like do we ever put anything on social media or is this podcast the extent of it i would think the podcast would be the extent of it because Everything you else needs to be done like word of, of mouth. If somebody's right? looking for that stuff and they don't not they're not having people come to them, and they're just looking for it. It's kind of like, well, that's kind of strange, you know. Yeah. So, right. Yep. But um, let's see. So who are the? All right, I want to hear what the criticisms from the two people. Okay. So you had a couple of criticisms. Um. So boundaries. So, um, keep it up. You're supposed to be nice to me. <laughs> Have I not been though? Mm. Be honest. Pretty much the exclusivity about things. Um, talking to somebody that's in a monogamous, I guess that's how you call it, relationship. Um, just the jealousy um the christianity stuff comes out bible they started talking about the bible that kind of stuff um, yeah that's that's fine but i mean that's just how they were raised and that's kind of like you don't adultery and stuff like that and you go to hell if you do that and it's kind of like well you know that's your point of view yeah um, no i mean I'm, i don't i if if your if your rebuttal is is religious based, okay, well, I I'll just dismiss that off the fact that it has no like factual. I think basis. a lot. I think the two two things in common that both of them had were trust. Yeah, no, and that's trust. that is that is that is a, trust, that's a real not thing. lying because a lot of things in this community. What you said was a lot of things in the swinger community is that people lie. They're gonna lie because they're you know they're they're main main partner the others their main partners are going to ask them about the others and that's when the lies come out about somebody else or 
you know um, oh yeah if you're if you're like calling other like if you're calling people in your community others if you're othering people yeah, like right from the jump that's not much of a community like that doesn't I don't know that sounds some like some weird shit to me for real yeah that's not that's not the vibe I'm trying to have in my community like nobody is going to be referring to anybody else as the others that's so, for me I'm sure yeah and then what we grew up around reflects on how we are um so how we were raised and what occurred in their lives and experiences in life um growing up your fears your letdowns and what you feel is right and feel you know definitely what you feel comfortable with you don't feel comfortable with somebody you know there's that too and if you don't feel comfortable with your lifestyle so and you have to be around people or who are like-minded and have the same interests as you do as well that's another one that's what i got no i i agree i agree i think it needs to get even more detailed than that, but I agree with that as a loose framework for sure. Mm -hmm. And I agree that trust is the toughest one, you know, and I feel like the way our society is set up, it's set up to breed mistrust between people and among all of us, you know, mm -hmm. so that's always, that's always an obstacle. I mean, even in monogamous relationships, that's an obstacle. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think it makes it even more of an obstacle when you bring more people into the fold, um, which is why that vetting process and that filtering process needs to be But then you have to consider how long is that vetting process going to last? I mean, how long, how long does it take? What do you mean? How long I think the vetting, process I think the vetting process is, is a process in and of itself. Like you have to start somewhere and then, okay. you know, but you're probably going to fail at some point. Well, years yeah. down the road, what if there's somebody that turns out to not be who they should be, or they turn out to be somebody completely different? Well, that can that can happen in monogamy too, though. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I do. <laughs> so I, I think you just have to do your best. And then at that point, it's the fourth agreement. You know, like you can only do your best. You know, mm -hmm. and then if something like that your happens, best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick under any circumstances. Simply do your best and you'll avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. I love you. Here. <laughs> you want to go through all four of them? <laughs> nah, I like that. That's that's my favorite one. Like, well, I, 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 my favorite changes all the time because I feel like they're kind of like so interconnected. And so but the one, yeah. the one in... So uh, number one is honestly, like, if you can conquer number one, the other three agreements are literally just support for the first agreement. So be impeccable. That's the power. Word. That's the power of the first agreement. Be impeccable. You don't think it's, don't make assumptions. So when I first, I, there's a, I have a little something to say about all four of them. Don't, um, the, the, don't take anything personally. When I was introduced to the four agreements, Aaron that's was actually the one who introduced me to them. And he mm -hmm. has tattooed on his arm, don't take anything personally. So that was like the one that oh. for me really hit me at the, at the like when I first started reading it because mm -hmm. he was the one who introduced it to me. He had it tattooed on his arm. And not only that, I just feel like in American culture specifically, it's really like we're, we're brainwashed to take everything personally. You know what I mean? Like it's just a really potent one for people in 
first world societies, especially, but even America's society being an exaggeration of even all the other first world countries in terms of like spoiling their kids, you yeah. know, um, and just all of us being like the me generation, you know, and just like everything is personal. We take everything personally, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that one was just like timely and also like as an American kid, just like super on point and like potent. Um, the third one is the one that I disagree with. That makes sense. Um, I disagree Fine. with the way he worded the agreement itself. But if you read the chapter, almost everything in the chapter is 100% on point. If you yeah. read the very first page of the chapter, don't make any assumptions. It says in like the first or second or third sentence, like the problem with our assumptions is that we believe them. Okay, well, if that's the problem, then the agreement should be don't believe your assumptions. Because the human mind automatically makes assumptions to fill in gaps that it doesn't know. So this is the one agreement where I feel like Don Miguel could have refined the agreement and worded it a little bit more impeccably. If I'm going to criticize Don Miguel, which I ne hardly ever, ever fucking do, rarely fucking do. But if I was to do that, that would be my criticism. Well, yeah, that, that seems like the biggest one because at the end it says with this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Well, all of them can do that for sure. Well, that's what it's under. Don't make assumptions. But it's also true of don't take anything personally and do your best and be impeccable with your word. Yeah. And it is important. It is it is super important. If you actually read the chapter, what he's actually talking about in that chapter is 100% on point. I'm not taking anything away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't just saying. sum it up in like one little. I just, yeah. No, I think he could have done a better job of summing it up, though. It could have been, don't believe your assumptions. And I think that would have been a little bit more refined, a little bit more on point. Well, isn't that with don't take anything personally? No, because you don't need to take any, you shouldn't take anything personally, including yourself. Well, then you shouldn't, that, that's the kind of saying that you shouldn't make assumptions. You shouldn't believe your assumptions if you don't take anything personally. Yeah, you don't, don't believe your assumptions. That's true. I well, agree with that. that Ties into don't take anything personally. Right? Yes, I don't disagree with either one of those. I, the part I and it's not even that I disagree. It's the part that I feel like could have been worded better. Is don't make assumptions. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to not make assumptions. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like it's more important to say don't believe your assumptions, and he does say that in the chapter. But when you're just writing the four agreements as just the four agreements and you're not actually expanding on them and reading the whole book, I think the third agreement would have been better written as don't believe your assumptions. Mm -hmm. That would have been more on point. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but always do your best. That one is my favorite more recently. And I don't want to say more recently, there's been cycles where all of them have been my favorite uh, agreement at different points in times, but always do your best. The one that the the thing that differentiates that from the other three is that it's about all about action, whereas the first three are mental. The fourth one is an action, and that's all you can do. And um, there's a part in that chapter where he's like, "The way that you can tell if you're doing your best or not." is if you have energy left to judge yourself at the end of the day. Because if you're judging yourself, then 
you had energy left over to judge yourself. If you're doing your best, you are so exhausted because you've done your best that you don't even have the energy to judge yourself. That's beautiful to me. I love that description. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, that was just my little four agreements tangent, but. That's <laughs> all right. So um, is there anything else you want to touch base on? Nah, so, I guess now it's time to just build the society and stop talking about it on the internet, huh? Mm -hmm. All right, sweetheart. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right, internet. I love y'all. You got anything else you want to say to the internet before I stop recording? I think I'm good. All right. So there was one story I wanted to get out of you for the internet. Um, you got to tell everybody, like, we told them that we met at your cousin's wedding, but we haven't sent a shout out to your awesome mom yet and thanked her <laughs> for connecting us. Yeah, we should. Um, can you tell them how she that saw, the, she you, saw you in the little listeners? corner okay. by yourself drinking coffee and you were just like chilling I was like, not drinking coffee at that point I was I was still on, I was still drinking bourbon at that point I didn't start drinking coffee until you're just like, like laid back in the chair there just chilling like people watching you know and I was like he's the guy for the artist I don't know who the hell he is you know she's like well why don't you go talk to him I said oh okay you know, because I didn't, I didn't see what you look like, and she was just pointing you out. You know, and I'm pretty sure you saw her point. You know, the way she is. She no, I did not. Advanced. I was oblivious. Yeah, you were pretty oblivious looking. <laughs> so you're just, <laughs> you know, staring off into your little drunk. space. You know, you're like in your little bubble over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she did point you out. So yeah. All right, that was kind of long-winded. Maybe I'll include it, maybe I won't, but I thought I just wanted to say thank you, Julie. <laughs> you know she's going to watch this, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's the like, our number one. She's like my number one viewer. <laughs> she's going to be like, she's going to critique me, though. She's very uh, critical of me, but she loves you. Oh, that was the one thing I didn't really get into. Okay, so I kind of, I didn't like uh, officially apologize, but like, I mentioned that I was like kind of harsh on you and I feel like I was a little over overly harsh. No, 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 don't get, don't make mm -hmm. excuses for me. Don't make excuses for me. Did. Well, even though I'm going to make it, even though I'm about to make an excuse for myself, but this isn't an excuse. This is really what it is. Is like, I, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. I am very fucking self-critical of myself and like, I am critical of others too, but it's never in like a way to bring people down. It's just like a, a way of being really sharp with my discernment. And like, I just like understanding things at a detailed level, you know, and, and including myself and then, and also like being better at things, you know, mm -hmm. like whether it's archery or whatever, whatever skill mm -hmm. you're talking about. And in order to get better, like you have to criticize your mistakes. You have to like prune your mistakes. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like, I really think that like being self-critical is mostly a positive attribute. It can, it can become a negative attribute when you forget to, you know, give your, show yourself some love sometimes, you know, um, and you're like, just 
just drilling yourself all the time. Like you can, there's a balance there, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, the, there's a balance to everything. That's why I call this the balancing act is like, there's a balance to, to every aspect of life. Um, but when it comes to like being critical, like I can take it. I'm pretty critical of myself. And like my grandpa was a, a Marine Corps general, you know? And so my mm-hmm. dad was raised by him. And then even though he wanted to be like less critical and less strict and less harsh on me, it still bled through, you know, cause it was how he was raised. And so like, it, I am that way with myself, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, sometimes, especially when I, when I'm talking to somebody that I'm close with or like trying to like reach an agreement with somebody on, I can like, take I can like reflect that self-criticism onto them and like when I saw it when I was like actually watching the podcast you know I I edited it but it's different when you're editing it because you're just kind of trying to find the places to cut and it's kind of like it's kind of like separated you know I don't I didn't watch it all at once when I was editing it it was just kind of like cut up into little bits and then when I watched it all together at once after I had edited it it's like I kind of felt like I was a little harsh and I, and I was like, damn, I was a little, like, I was putting my level of self, like self-criticism onto you. And that's harsh for anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't know. I'm pretty hard on myself and I try not to be that way with others, yeah. but you know, sometimes like when I'm close to somebody, I can kind of like push my, like connect, like merge my energy into theirs, you know? And then like, I'm being critical to, to myself, but it can come off as being critical to them. You know what I mean? So I just want to, exp- to explain that. And that sound maybe an excuse, but that's the, that's the real excuse. At least it's not a fake excuse. That's the real excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. I, I do my best not to get anything uh, personally. So. <laughs> but you, you honestly, overall, you did great. So there's that yeah yeah thank you I try (laughs) I'm a little bit different when I'm working with people and I'm on like a defense uh meeting and stuff like that um did you have to kind of considering it was your first podcast ever yeah with me with me your for lack of a better term companion about Mm -hmm. a a a a a challenging a, a topic as challenging and as taboo as that of uh, sex and sexuality and yeah. Uh, yeah. Mul- multiple mating partners and um, sperm competition <laughs> that's you know that's some pretty um you know radical it is there's there. also people that don't have the same yeah that will argue tenaciously and beliefs. aggressively against these yeah, and I, I was thinking about I gotta watch kind of like a little bit of my opinion because I've got friends that don't believe the same thing I do, and I don't want to lose them. But you know, if you lose them, they're not really your friends in the first place, right? <laughs> Especially if you're not. Um, yeah, I'm not indicting. You know, he even says it in the little short video we watched at the beginning. I'm not indicting monogamy. You know, what yeah. I mean, like just because it's a fact that humans are omnivores doesn't mean that being a vegetarian or being a vegan is a is a bad thing or you know there's no indictment of veganism or you know uh, one thing that was really interesting was the very first chapter that was really cool how they explained like you know in some 
some other areas of the world, something that we would think would be like disgusting, they're used to. It's normalized, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, that was kind of like how, that was kind of cool how he hit, he started off the book that way. That's what yeah. I, I kind of like that, you know, because it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, you got to think, okay, well, different cultures, different ways, different beliefs, you know, that kind of a thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that was a really good first chapter that I think that was, that was really interesting how he structured the book that way. So, but that was pretty cool. Yep. I think it's a pretty amazing book for yeah. anybody to read, even if you vehemently disagree. Yeah, disagree. Yeah, um, I mean, even in, in the beginning, you know, if you, yeah, to other, you know, to being at least more respectful of, of people thinking differently than you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, beautiful lady, for coming on my podcast a second time <laughs> to to balance. All, all the imbalances from the first episode i feel yeah. more complete after this one good i'm glad yep it was fun we'll have to do another podcast about something else <laughs> maybe we'll do one when we're a camping, little bit more just about uh, random chill, shit. you know relaxed huh we can do one when we're camping maybe we'll do it about like drugs psychedelics <laughs> or something ambition my gosh i'm all like i've been here before yeah do what you don't i'll be doing the most I ain't fit no Porsche, keep moving messy and bitch, I'm a ghost. Bitch, I ain't new to this out of town. I don't need to pull me on me when I'm over around, bitch. I ain't new to this out of town. I don't need shooters around me when I'm pulling out. Just know I'm tapped in, big face. Half of this rap shit is fictional, okay? The way I'm a nuclear, you think I'm connected. Can't hang with no stooges, my circle's selective. Just know I'm good everywhere, it's apparent. I don't gotta suck in my shit when I wear it. Fuck is you doing? Where have you been? Let's compare it. Hey, you bitch, let me hit off good marriage. She's Oh, that's intoxic and I had to cut it Thought I ain't have options, now I got a dozen Ay, Now I keep them all at a distance Ay, I can't let them wobble my pivot I don't move like I'm new here Feel like a resident, it's like I grew up here I'm getting settled in Wherever I'm stepping, bitch, I don't feel out of my element Ain't shit new, I move like I've been here before Yeah, do what you don't, I be doing the most uh, I ain't fit no Porsche Keep moving messy